Was the game itself an outlier, or do you think it's a problem area for the Jazz moving forward? I don't think they necessarily have an overall problem with turnovers, but look at the kind of turnover. If you want to throw the ball into the 20th row, knock yourself out. At least the team's <laughs> taking the ball out of bounds. But if you dribble too much and get your pocket yeah. picked and it's a dunk on the other side, that is a much different type of turnover. They had 14 total turnovers. 12 of them were live ball turnovers that led yeah. pretty much to 19 fast break points. That was the tough part. That is a poison the Jazz cannot abide. They just can't let themselves fall into that trap. Chris Dobertine, bracketologist. Give us a couple of teams that could win a couple of games and do some damage that maybe uh, nobody's talking about. I like that whole Creighton, Virginia, UC Santa Barbara, Ohio pod. Especially if Ohio can get out of that group, I think they can get past Virginia. I think Creighton's probably going to struggle with UC Santa Barbara. If they don't, different story because I think Creighton can really outshoot the Bobcats and it's going to be a little bit more of a different situation for them. I like USC's draw. I have USC going to the lead eight because Kansas is going to be a little shorthanded. And I think at some point, Iowa's defensive frailties are going to come back and bite them. And USC has enough talent, I think, to make it happen. Tell you what, if anybody has a problem on their mind, call in today. And Austin will play the role of the uh, receptionist. <laughs> are you and, eating? Yeah, sorry. I, uh, I really wanted to see if I could eat this on the air without you noticing. Sounds like you're eating a peanut butter cupcake. <laughs> There's no way you were going to hide that. Do you know what it is? Disrespectful. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. 100%. This was a piece of caramel. You ate a piece of caramel and didn't think we'd notice? <laughs> I wanted to see if you would, just for fun. It wasn't, and we did. <laughs> Minnesota parted ways with Richard Patino. And lo and behold, one of a few candidates that have been mentioned is Craig Smith. Yes, indeed. From Utah State. If I'm an Aggie fan, I'm frustrated by that news. This is one of the pratfalls of having a situation where you can be used as a stepping stone. Here's why you can't blame the coach, though. The security is just so flimsy. You'd almost be foolish not to strike while the iron's hot because there's no guarantee that it's going to be hot tomorrow. You take a job at another school, you guarantee yourself two to three years to turn it around. If it doesn't happen, he takes his guaranteed money and splits. But he's still got another two to three years. Gordon, we have just fascinating basketball coming up between the Jazz and the Wizards. <laughs> really? Whiz. 12 minutes into the show for Gordon to make the Wiz joke. That might be a new record. How many before 3 o'clock, though? None. I've used it. I've burned it. Not going to say anything now. And the Wiz are 3 and six. Seven over their last ten. The victory against the Wiz, what does that really prove? Which brings us back to the conversation about the Wiz. Do you have to flush the whole thing down the toilet before you can rebuild? I made it once. I won't make the joke again. No, Bam, I meant ten it. times I would, later. I said I wouldn't say, let's go, Wiz. No. The toilet reference was totally a coincidence. Uh-huh. I wasn't okay. even thinking that. Yeah, right. Everybody ready? Everybody's working for the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I'm in love. Let's get rolling. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Great job by Austin right there on Sounds of the Week. Brought to you by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now, uh, where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. Jake, coming at you live here from our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me, producing today as usual, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. I can't figure out why I'm having a, a huge echo in my ear. Uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm guessing operator error? <laughs> Are you having that as well? No. Mm-mm. You sound fine. Yeah. I Everything I say, I get reverberated straight back in my ear. Did you pour your uh, Diet Coke all over the uh, equipment again? I don't think it's... I don't think it's... Did we lose Gordon? No, I'm here. Oh, you're here. Okay. Yeah. Any better? But the, yeah, the echo is gone. Oh, Thank good. You. Oh, good. Terrific. Whew. How's it going? How's it going over there? You doing good? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Crappy. <laughs> look, look, I don't want to hear any more crap from you guys about me always going chalk in the NCAA tournament. I, you know, you called me this morning. You said, make sure you get your brackets done. I went through it, didn't give it a lot of thought, actually, but just went through it and did the picks. But I took Vatek just for the very reason. One, I wanted to support you. Well, thank you. Two, I wanted to pick an upset. Was that a dumb idea? So you picked one upset and it didn't go your way? <laughs> I think I mixed in a few others here and there. Did you? But... I mean, it was close. Almost got it. That would have been something. And then I would have felt really bad for that Florida player who missed the two free throws that uh, would have sealed the deal uh, in regulation. But anyway, I, you know, that's one of the things. It's like a kicker in football. You know, all the pressure comes down to one guy. All of a sudden, the fickle finger of fate is pointing at that one individual. And if you blow it, you blow it for your entire team, your entire school, your entire fan base. That's a lot to put on an uh, 18, 19-year-old kid. That's a lot to put on anybody. Um, you know, people can probably relate out there. Everybody hated making the last out of their baseball game, right, when they were growing up. I mean, it's just such a such a <laughs> crushing feeling, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and even when it's not your fault, it's like, hey, easy, we were down five, you know, and no one was on. You made the last out. Get over it. It's all right. But, you yeah, know, but it's, this is a, this it still little... felt terrible. But my point is, is then, you know, put that on national television and yeah. uh, all this on the line. I mean, I, I can only imagine. It's, it's, it's no surprise that we see so much emotion every year out of players uh before and after games right and, and think about think about how uh how how devastated i would have been had i struck out when i instead hit the grand slam when i was batting left-handed that would have been it would, i never would have forgot that as a as a 16 year old playing against first graders <laughs> i would i would have hoped you would never have gotten over that that would have been a humiliation I, no, no, no. at so at such a level <laughs> I, I, yeah, was, I wish you would be embarrassed that you did it. No, it was it, I was one year older. Come on. And and by the way, just another reason that I have a problem with one shining moment. 
is, you know, when these kids are devastated after losing and they're <laughs> overcome by emotion and they're crying, you know, not one of their prouder moments. Uh, of course, somebody's got to put a camera right in their face and then rerun it uh, on national television uh, behind a, a soundtrack of some dopey, ridiculous song. Oh, you know, you guys, uh, I think Austin is anti. No, he likes no, 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 no. I have a soul. I have yeah. a soul. I am uh, I'm capable of appreciating warm, feel-good stories. I like it, too. But you are right, Jake. There are some heartbreaking moments. Yeah, let, let's, there, so. Austin, let's crush your soul in a moment at a moment. You know, right right to your, your just, you burst into tears. Let's put a camera right this? in front don't of your lose. face. And let's put it up on national yeah, television. Don't lose. Don't lose. And then you'll be fine. You called me heartless? Listen to that take. <laughs> it's a sport. To that this take is right not there. the third grade spelling bee. Not everyone wins. <laughs> Here, Gordon starts the segment by saying, boy, I just feel for these kids who, who uh, have the pressure of the moment and come up short. And now it's evolved to, it's sports. Get over it. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> uh, say and somehow a, I get called heartless. It's a whole lot more severe than that. I mean, you know, if, if Florida had lost that game, oh, man, can you, that kid would have been living with that for a long, long time. And, you know, people eventually forget, but I'm not sure that fans really do forget. They remember that stuff. Oh, it stays with you. And I, he certainly would. And I think that's a little more rugged than just a little boo-boo. You know, I mean, I, if I were a parent with a kid in that situation, oh, man, I'd be hurting for him. Although Florida came back and won, so it was no big deal. Yeah. Now he's just going to have to shoot 5,000 free throws in practice, right? Nah. Poor, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to head out on a spring break after this thing's over, actually. <laughs> uh ooh. We'll keep folks updated on what's going on in the NCAA tournament. Right now, Oral Roberts leads Ohio State 42-37 to at the beginning of the second half, so keep an eye on that one. What time's the Utah State game? Uh, that, that, is, that is over. Did not oh. go well for, for the Aggies. Uh, that game went just about the way I figured it would. You would have predicted 18 turnovers? Uh, I just thought it would be a, you know, a low-scoring, messy affair. Which it was, because that's both teams' mo. So, um, but it did not go the Aggies' way. It nope. looked like it might there for a minute, but then not so much. Exactly. Uh, I did not. Did you pick the Aggies? I did. I picked uh, both local teams because I like to be popular and wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one one wrong pick is uh, is a small price to pay <laughs> for such uh, ultimate popularity. Jake Scott, the Aggie. Uh, I honestly, I I was going to pick Michigan State over BYU, and I admittedly did not fill my bracket out until this morning. So once I knew that uh, UCLA was going to be their opponent, I picked the Cougars. And the fact that that was a you know overtime game, there was there was a lot of energy uh, uh, that uh, that went into that win. So I, I picked the Cougs over the Bruins. All right, well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, uh, since I set that high standard the one year, it, it, once I lose a, a, a game early on, it kind of bums me out. But it's a it's a long tournament. We'll see how it goes. What did, what did Austin say the other day? He said he doesn't like that guy that talks about how he got the first day perfect, let alone that guy who still talks about it years later. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> it happens so infrequently. And as I finished that last consonant in that sentence, Gordon. He said it. Bam. Right That's there. me. That, I Let did me that. tell you. And I'm going to tell you about it now. <laughs> the year was 86. <laughs> Georgetown was a year removed from their surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, man, when, when you have a moment of glory, you know, let a guy go. Come on, give him a break. No. Uh, yeah, no, no. No, that sounds like somebody who's never, never really achieved any greatness in his brackets. Well, now, Whoa, now you me. turn to insults. No, that's, who cares? It's a bracket. It's true, I agree. My daughter's winning, and she picked by the colors and the mascots. She got a pretty good. <laughs> She's perfect so far. She got a pretty good, good finals matchup. She got uh, Gonzaga v. Texas Tech, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She had no faith in the Aggies either. No. <laughs> So she's not popular. So, Gordon, you picked the Bruins and uh, the Red Raiders? Uh, I picked the Red Raiders. What do you mean the Bruins? I didn't pick the, the playing games. Over BYU, Gordon. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, no, I picked BYU to win that because I I don't know. I'm just not a big believer in UCLA. Go Cougars! Yeah, that's there. the one. That's Sorry. the one you were looking for right there. Someone changed all these. Yeah, I know. What, who's Gordon going to root for? Because the Lobos didn't make it this year. Go Lobos! <laughs> what are you uh, going to do? Never did like the Lobos. Still Go love Lobos. The, the Lobos. I don't know how you picked them as your team, but it's pretty random. <laughs> you picked them for me. Pretty random team for you to pick. <laughs> you picked them for me. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, I remember. You know what? I honestly remember what it was. It was the Jimmer year where you kept picking New Mexico to beat BYU. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Yeah. All right. And well, they, they were beat, they were good that year. Yeah. They did beat BYU on BYU's home floor, if uh, memory serves. And you celebrated on the air the next day. No, I I don't. don't Popping bottles and hooting and no, hollering. I, I I don't really pick according to any kind of preference for the way an outfit operates. I just pick according to who I think is going to win. Although in this case, you called me and you say you got to take a half an hour or whatever to make your picks. And so I just, you, you guided me to the site and I filled out my brackets in like literally two and a half minutes. I mean, I, I, I didn't, you know. And yeah, then my daughter, yeah, then yeah. my, my daughter asked me, hey, will you send me your bracket? You know, and I said, oh, man, I was just guessing. I mean, there's, you, you, you could do just as well. Yet, yourself. if you do well, you're going to rub it in all of our faces. This is you hedging your bets right here. This is, oh, I don't really care. But if, you know, let's say you're, you know. If come Monday I've lost three times, Jake calling sick. Right. That's what he's saying. Yes. Exactly. Oh, no, no. And then he'll be referring hey, hey, to, I, let me tell oh, you about 2021 when I outsmarted no, everybody if I, else. If I do well, forget it. I'm, I'm going to talk about it all the time. I That's mean, what we're saying. You're I hedging know. your bets right now. I didn't. I didn't. No, I just didn't. I'm just I, guessing. I, I, don't, I did guess. I mean, this time more than practically any other time I can remember. I just flew through it. Anyway. We'll I am see. marking this. Oh, yeah. Mark it. So that when you're undefeated tomorrow. And you say, I knew it. I saw, I saw that Texas Tech game coming. Real quick. Like you've uh, already said. Actually, I'm, I was already wrong on the Vitek Florida game, so I'm already one in a hole. I don't know. i got to check the latest scores. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's no indication of brilliance. 
Can I can I tell you I do feel bad for um, Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and uh, the TBS now uh, analysts a little bit because they have no clue what they're talking. No about. No idea whatsoever. So it's just like, well, you know, Oral Roberts, they play basketball and they can dribble. <laughs> And that's different from their NBA show. Yeah, no, good point. Good point. But they are. Oh, I mean, come I on. give those guys more credit than that. No, no, but you talk to, in all honesty, you talk to guys that are super dialed in on the NBA. I mean, you and I have to be a little more well-rounded uh, because uh, it's not our primary focus. But you talk to guys, uh, you know, who are dialed in on one thing and one thing only. It's hard to keep your eye on something else and and talk about, you know, have uh, to analyze it. Um, Thoroughly or accurately, I guess, because I mean, how much college basketball do you think Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith are yeah, watching? None. Not a lot. None. Yeah, well, they may be watching a little more now because they've been doing this for a while, and they know sort of that. But you can tell someone. if you watch them. You can tell that they're because they keep things really broad, <laughs> or they keep it really focused on the game they're watching. I just get tired of people ripping those guys on that show. All these young whippersnappers who say, oh, they don't know anything about the modern game. That's utter BS. I mean, really, you don't think Charles Barkley knows a thing or two about basketball? Uh, and he, yeah, he fakes it sometimes, and he he doesn't always get everything right, but he's, <laughs> I don't know. I just heard a lot of people rip those guys, and, you know, Kenny Smith knows a little more than what people are giving him. Some people are giving him. Have you him seen the segment they do where they put up a player's picture and his name and say what team does he play for have you seen that segment yeah, they do every yeah, week and yeah, they've yeah. never gotten it correct not yeah, once so, so what what does that mean no, so but they it, don't know the modern basketball oh that's that's just not true austin they, they haven't gotten that, it right one time so what so that okay, is true so, so they don't know a player that doesn't mean they don't know the game but which i was talking about not them their lack of knowledge on basketball i was talking about that they haven't watched a second of college basketball no, i know and then that they say, i know that opinion. but, but uh, then austin but then austin said they don't know anything about the pro game either and i i just disagree with that and i've heard that most of the guys i hear that from are younger people who i don't know it just it seems I mean, I mean, I respect Austin's opinion, but I, I just I hear that a lot from people, and I don't think these guys get enough. You credit think Shaq for the knows the modern game? Yes, uh, I, I think he knows I don't, a lot. So we'll disagree I, on I, that. I th- but why don't why don't you think he knows the game? Because everything he says every single Tuesday or Thursday is all nineties. Is is all uh, pick and roll and man to man defense and oh what do and you mean you, gotta, oh, you mean a, you mean the pick and roll isn't utilized in the modern no, NBA? No, it's the pick and pop mostly now uh, behind the three point line. Uh, but uh, here, so here, here, I'll weigh in on my opinion on this. I think when a lot of times when you get former players to be, you know, after they're done playing and be an, uh, analysts they're oftentimes biased toward their own experience. Like if you talk yeah. to a, a former player, they ne- they never missed a shot in their career, you know, <laughs> because it's all like, oh, we did this and we did that. And Shaq talks all the time about a true big man and all this stuff. And they're all biased toward their own time and perspective. And so I think oftentimes when they're, See, when they seem to be behind the modern game, it's because they're doing it intentionally because they don't want it to change. <laughs> you know, like well, well, the way I did it was better. So this is like, uh, like what was the example? Uh, Shaq was when he was criticizing Rudy and um, his pick and roll, Shaq's pick and roll defense was just so terrible. And I'm trying to remember. But anyway, I, I think oftentimes they get 
they get stuck in their own their own time. Okay. And so and we so did it. Evidence. We did it better when I played. So what they're doing now, obviously, is well, they so your your they, argument they is they know the modern game, but they're shying away they're from biased. knowing the modern yes, game. Yes, okay. they're biased toward. But then they're doing themselves a disservice, and guys like me hear them talk and go, "They're disconnected from the modern game." Yeah, but they're uh, yeah. they're also making twenty million dollars a year. So, like, well, it's because they played incredibly during the NBA and, they and because they talk out their backsides, which <laughs> oftentimes is it misses the mark. To your point, Gordon, that that Charles isn't accurate one hundred percent of the time. But if you, um, they were talking, or this came up the other day. What was it that they are completely unscripted and absolutely take pride on that? Because and they don't talk to each other before the show and that sort of thing because they want it to be organic. So meaning they want that talk out your backside feel on the show. And when that's the the feel, accuracy sometimes takes a little break. Well, I'm not saying that they're like I said earlier, they're they're not up to date on maybe every little detail, but they know a lot about basketball. And there's a lot of times and this is no offense to you, Austin, but a lot of times younger people. They don't. They have no clue the frame of reference. They they don't know the history the way these guys do, and so they discount it as though it's meaningless, and it isn't meaningless. What's the age line for those of us that have no clue to you? Uh, I'm not saying that everybody fits into that category, but I'm saying some. But younger people have no clue. What's the age line there? Uh, Well, again, some. What's the age line? There is no age line. Well, what's younger then? That's you can't just say there younger are, or older. You got to give me numbers lot, here. There are a lot of people who didn't live through certain eras who who don't know about it, don't know the foundational aspect of what took place, and these guys were there and they played in it and they're very well f- familiarized with it. And some of that bleeds over to the modern game. I mean, the game is different in some ways, but it's the same in others. And uh, I've just heard criticism of those guys a lot by people i consider to be to let's say it this way they didn't live through that era that these guys did hey they opened the door to criticism because they have opinion you know that better than anybody else and i I didn't live through babe ruth's career and i know he was great and and the to answer your question austin 26 is that the line that's the line that's it okay see and what i would say actually gordon is there's a lot of times that older people will say younger people don't know what they're talking about because they didn't watch it live. They didn't see it play out before their eyes, and I think they're wrong. Yeah, that's not always true either. I mean, neither one is always true. But I, there, and maybe you're right, Jake. Maybe there is a, a predisposition by those who are young to look at it the way Austin is and those who are older to look at it like what you suggested. And, and these guys are a little older, and so maybe there is some of that that goes on. But they, but they know the game. I mean, pe- people say they don't know the game. They might not know every detail of it, but you don't think Kenny Smith can break down basketball for you? Sure. Are you asking me? Not college yeah, basketball. It's, it's, it's just sort of a, <laughs> which is where uh, which a, is where this started, by the way. Uh, they have they haven't watched a college game all year, and now it's like, hey, what do you think about uh, what, what do you think about Oral Roberts' chances today? Well, uh, you see, I uh, uh, 
But I think that's the same for a lot of their NBA stuff. They don't watch the Jazz until they're on TNT. They honestly, they can't watch every game all the time. Yeah, they don't watch the Jazz the way we watch the Jazz, but that doesn't mean they don't know the game. It means they don't know the Jazz as well as you know the Jazz, Gordon. Right, I know. So your opinion is better than theirs, then. But do you know every other team the way they know every other team? No, absolutely not. So, I mean, it's, yeah. It's not my job to, though, and it's their job to. Whatever. It is. That's not my job. Moving on. We've got Gordon's list coming up next. Stay tuned. (laughs) Okay. Deep breath. Suddenly we want to be on clock. We're we're like several minutes over. It's 2.26. Seven. This is early for us. Yeah. It is not. (laughs) Stop it. Look how irritated you both are. We just need a break. I'm too young to have a clue, Jake. I know you are. That's why I'm saying it's time for a break. He said it, not me. 26. Although you're north of 26, so maybe you should have a little more wisdom. Be better, Austin. Uh, We're now two minutes past break. If you guys would... (laughs) Have some respect for the clock. Gordon's list is next. (laughs) 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for Gordon's List. Gordo, are you ready to roll? I am ready. Let's get to it. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Has anyone ever really tried to put lipstick on a pig? I'm good, man. I've got it, baby. Robbing a bank, bad idea. Vasectomy madness. Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. What's uh, on top of that list, Gordon? Well, why don't we start with the jazz, Jake, uh, and let me uh, allow you first crack at this. Uh, Curious to know your reactions to what you saw last night. Well, I think that was the worst loss of the year. Um, Not only who they were playing, but also Washington was on the second night of a back-to-back. And, you know, they had no business being down 24 to that Wizards team at at any point. But if you're you're looking for where I would start, it's certainly with the effort on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. That that is number one because that effort was pretty much non-existent. Listen, it's it's okay to give up 43 to Bradley Beal. It's all right. He's really good. He's done that to uh, plenty of teams over the years. He's leading the league in scoring. But what you can't do is let Bradley Beal score 43 – on 16 of 24 shooting. <laughs> you think that's a little too efficient? That means it was real easy. <laughs> that means it was real easy. Four of six from three. I mean, 
that means that Bradley Beal did whatever he wanted to do out there. And he wasn't even engaged, really, in the game until halfway through the second quarter. So, and then, you know, Russell Westbrook, it was easy for him, too. 35, 15 boards, 13 assists, but he shot 12-23. Russell himself was 2-5 of five from 3. I mean, it was it was just too easy for the Wizards. They just did whatever they wanted to do. And that's that's not what we saw earlier in the year. Yeah. This is a real problem that Jazz need to get figured out in a hurry. Because the Wizards, they made the Wizards look like a uh, legitimate playoff contender last night. They're not. No. And I'm starting to have doubts about the Jazz. I, I, I am not sure what I'm seeing here. And I'm not sure whether this is a true title contending team. I, I, I've been, you know, I've been fairly um, optimistic about what the Jazz are doing, and I've given them a lot of credit. But when I, and I understand it's one game out of many in an NBA season, but when I see that kind of defensive effort, I, I'm not sure anymore about what this team really is. And I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but. I don't know how else, what else you can say about what we saw last night. And last night wasn't the first time it's happened. Uh, this is, as the games get more important, that's what the regular season is, uh, is good for, is projecting what this means for the postseason. These teams, Russell Westbrook was super motivated last night. He doesn't like the Jazz, like Matt said, and he was trying to put uh, his will upon uh, Utah. And he did. And the Jazz let them do it. And it's on the second night of a back-to-back for the Wizards. That was was a horrible showing by the Utah Jazz. And they know it. But can they change it? They have to. Or they'll they'll end up the fourth, fifth, sixth seed in the West if they keep playing defense like that. Like that? Um so I, I agree with you, Gordon. I, I mean, who this team really is is such a, an interesting discussion, I guess. But, uh, I mean, if they play like that, like that, they're certainly not going to advance around in the playoffs. No, absolutely like not. But, but yeah, see, the they, thing, won't, they, won't, they won't win two playoff games. But, the, the, but like the, that. the thing is, is that I don't believe that's who they really are because we've, we've seen different, right? But they've gone away from, they've gone away from what worked. So I don't think the problem with the Jazz right now is a lack of talent or um, a, a, a poor coach, you know, or, or any of those fundamental things that are impossible to correct, right? I think the effort was the number one thing. My complaint last night, effort. That's something that they can control and that they can change. I think there's some offensive issues that we can dive into as well, although, you know, they scored enough points to win last night. But, the, you know, the ball movement and the sort of stuff that really, really made the Jazz fun to watch earlier in the year, that was gone last night. So we can get into those offensive uh, issues if you want to dive into those. But, you know, that's you've got to be motivated to go out there and get some stops. Period. Yeah. End of story. And the Jazz, you know, all those those flaws, Gordon, that we talked about before the year, that they're small and that they're going to have a tough time guarding wings and all that stuff, that stuff didn't change. They just played together as a unit and were extremely effective. And now they're not doing that because the effort's not there. Uh, here, I'll read you a stat, Gordon. The yeah. most consecutive stops the Jazz had in the game last night was three. They did it four times and only once in the second half. So, yeah. I mean, the NBA is a game of runs, right? Yeah. 
If you don't get any stops, you don't go on any runs. And to only get three consecutive stops four times and only once after halftime, you're going to lose. Especially since so often, as we've talked about so many times before, the Jazz offense is triggered by that defense. Right. And that it, it, it just, you know, Joe Ingles had a fantastic shooting night. Really uh, nice uh, to see him do that. But uh, Bogdanovich, I don't know what ha- what's the matter with Bo- Bogdanovich, man. He, the guy can't shoot straight and he plays crappy defense. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about it. And you can blame it on his wrist if you want, but uh, something something is screwed up there. Uh, you know, and then you have a situation off the bench uh, when the bench has been so helpful for the Jazz this season. You've got George Niang going one of seven from the floor. You've got Jordan Clarkson, who has been nothing but money, two of 11. And I know that Locke doesn't like to look at shooting percentages, but <laughs> it's a very real thing, especially when you combine the three-point and the two-point uh, percentages. Uh, the, so the Jazz have had some real issues from time to time in that regard. But I, I, I think it starts with the defense. I mean, it's got to come around. And they got to get some early offense, and they got to get some momentum going. And last night's game was just kind of herky jerky, and and you can't you can't gain momentum when you let the other guys score in the manner you described, Jake. Yep. Nope. You can't. And they didn't. And they lost to a really bad team. And they made a couple of players look really really good, namely Bradley Beal. I just you know there's hot shooting nights, but then there's you know if you don't guard a guy like that, he's going to have a game like that. I mean he's he's that good. Jake, I heard you and Tim talking about lack of passing, and you've mentioned it. Uh, Tim really stressed that last night in the post game, and, and 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 he's right. I mean, there were too many possessions where the ball wasn't popping, too much dribbling going on, a little bit of ISO ball going on. I mean, that that that's something that you'd think that uh, Quinn Snyder would be able to take his team into a room somewhere, show them some film, and say, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Yep. Well, I, I'm sure. Well, I think Coach Snyder is trying a bunch of different stuff. I mean, he sees all this, but, you know, remember he blasted him after the Houston game. That was as aggressive of a post game that I've heard Quinn Snyder do. He's not doing that for his health. Yeah. You know, he's trying to communicate with his team, and I'm sure there's a lot of film work involved. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that they can point at. But uh, I think to get back on track, it's they're going to have to look inward and, and decide that they're going to go out there and play hard. Yeah, look inward and figure out what, what you are. You know, are you a, a true title contender? You've gotten a lot of credit during this season, being having the best record in the NBA, the best record in the West. That thing's evaporating, and uh, it's evaporating. And not that you should necessarily stress on win-loss records, but the things that are leading up to those losses need to be corrected, as you pointed out. And it's 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 100% up to the Jazz to make that happen. Uh, last night was abysmal. That was a horrible, horrible showing by the Jazz. And, and you think they know it? They must know it. I don't. I don't know how they could. Oh yeah, you heard Rudy after the game. And we'll get yeah. to those comments maybe a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. But yeah, they certainly okay. know it. NCAA tournament. We mentioned it earlier. The uh, the Aggies lose. BYU will play UCLA in in something of a surprise. I mean, I think you and I thought Michigan State was going to go ahead and take that spot. But uh, it's fun uh, to see how the brackets go, and although I, I really don't want to take too much of a look at it until all the games are done today. Did you and, pick uh, Gonzaga? Uh, maybe. 
You did. I knew it. I knew it. I did it because you're, you're so... <laughs> yeah, annoyed. yeah, you were going to do it all along. I yeah. knew it. I knew it. And you know what? I didn't pick Gonzaga. I picked Baylor because I knew you were going to pick Gonzaga. <laughs> uh, Illinois has a, a good shot, too. We'll see. We'll see how it all turns out. But do you care, Jake, what celebrities do with their brackets? You know, you hear about that uh, Barack Obama picked this team or that team. You know, do, you, do you care about that at all? Jimmy Kimmel was talking about it last night. I mean, what's – you care? Not really, but I'm also not going to poo-poo it because I think everybody gets swept up in the NCAA tournament. I think that's part of what makes it the event that it is, you know, yeah. that so many people uh-huh. – and it becomes uh, a cultural thing and not just a sports thing. So Yeah, that's for sure. It doesn't uh-huh. – you know, I don't I don't really care who pick, picks what, but I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I remember when uh, President Obama, speaking of him, uh, did it when he was president and there was backlash like, oh, how about running the country instead of picking games? And it's like – what are you talking about? It it makes them human, kind of yeah. in a way, yeah. you know. And and so I'm not going to look down upon it, but do I not. personally care who's picking what? Not really. What's the deal with the video that was put out about the women's weight facilities versus the men's at the NCAA tournament? <laughs> I, I mean, thought this is uh, okay. This I'm, is, this is that, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah there's a there's a the, this is a very serious situation. So forgive me for making light of it. But when I initially saw it, I thought this is just one of those prank videos, right? <laughs> this yeah. is just this is just somebody like having some fun. Like, oh, here, look at look at our look at our gym facilities. And it's just a stack of weights, of like aerobics weights. <laughs> and yeah. the fact that it turned out to be an actual thing is is really not, I mean, not terrific. Uh, and the NCAA said it wasn't a money issue; it was a space issue. And so then she pans out across all this <laughs> wide open space, it's like a huge banquet area or something. That's just giant. And then you look at this. Stack of aerobics weights. Here you go. What the, to, to what do we attribute that? Is this just a bunch of a bunch of chauvinistic pigs running the running the situation? What what are we looking at here? These women are athletes, man. Give them the same opportunity to stay uh, in their prime condition, ready to play as the men. Is this a flashback to uh, the early seventies? And the late 60s, when the boys went into the fancy gyms and the girls were, you know, veered off into this crappy little girls gym and the boys got these super nice uniforms and the girls got these little pennies they could put on. I mean, what are we doing here? Are we past this? Who thought that was a good idea? All right, we are, Gordon, we're going to step aside here for a second, and hopefully when we come back we'll have the conclusion of the Oral Roberts-Ohio State game because it's uh, 61-60 Ohio State. And uh, we'll, we'll check in on some games throughout the show, but only kind of when it comes down to, to real crunch time. And we've got that. We'll get it for you next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're not quite to crunch time in this Oral Roberts-Ohio State game uh, just yet. If it's close and coming down to it, we may uh, check in with it this segment. And I want to throw this tease. Uh, maybe we'll get to it around 3.30. Our guy Tyson Ewing from uh, Stats Guy for the television broadcast has sent me some really interesting notes uh, that he dug up today about the Jazz and their defense. Let's, let's throw a tease on that and get to that at 3.30 because there's some yeah. stuff that he's uh, come up with that uh, is is really fascinating. Uh, but right now, let's continue on with Gordon's list. Gordon, what's next? Okay, bouncing around a little bit. Uh, Jake, I wanted to ask you, what do you make of Charlie uh, Brewer, uh, the new quarterback at, at Utah, formerly at Baylor? Do you think this is his job to have? I mean, Kyle Whittingham sure talks glowingly of him. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they brought him in to play. Uh, but, uh, you know, what do I know? I thought that about Jake Bentley, and he turned out to be uh, not great. But he does. Uh, the, I mean, this uh, Brewer has a, a much better track record than Mintley does. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah he, I would quarterback guess quarterback that 2019 Baylor team was pretty darn good. He know? didn't. He didn't come here to sit. So yeah, I think he's probably got the inside track, which makes me feel bad for Cam Rising because uh, they repeatedly have shown how they don't believe in him. But uh, you know, maybe he's not good enough for the job. Uh, maybe people look at uh, look at that like, okay, uh, they gave him an opportunity last year, but then he unfortunately got hurt. And so, uh, I, I, do you think that when players get hurt in in any sport, and even at the college level, that they are that is then held against them? Oh, I would I would hope not, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that exists because you can't depend on them, right? Well, more. More, I was thinking more like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Subliminal stuff, like out of sight, out of mind, that kind of mm. thing. Uh, I don't know if, if I mean, I guess if somebody was real injury prone, you might not play him. I would hope not. I mean, the way modern medicine is. Look at Steph Curry. That dude was injury prone for the first time many yes. years of his career. Yep. And, you know, the, the rest is history. He's been healthy for the most part. After those I, years. Keep go- I keep going back to that uh, Joel Embiid situation and how some teams didn't want to draft him because of the foot injury on a big man like that. And and the Sixers went ahead and took him and let him sit for a long, long time. And then uh, and then he plays like he is now. So, I mean, you got to be careful. That- I remember when Phil Sims was hurt early in his career. And it's kind of like, is this guy going to come around? And then next thing you know, he's leading the Giants to Super Bowl victory. So, I mean. Victory. Uh, Jeff Hosteller won the other one. Oh, yeah. Okay. When, ironically anyway, enough, Phil Sims was hurt. <laughs> a, ter- a terrific quarterback, nonetheless. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, man, they got races. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen at Utah, whether it's Charlie Brewer's job or whatever. But that, that race down at BYU is pretty, is, is pretty interesting, man. They got some, they've got some talent at quarterback down there. Now, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but, you know, <laughs> I, I watched some film on uh, Conover, and this kid's good. This kid is good. And he uh, he's usually listed third on these uh, on these lists of BYU's quarterbacks. I don't know. Well, uh, a couple of them have some experience. I think that's a positive thing. You've seen them in live action. Uh, and, yeah, it'll be an interesting battle. You think they'll uh, roll the dice and go with the young guy, or are they going to go somebody they know what uh, what they're getting? Well, that's a, that's the big question, and they're getting a good look at these guys, and they're going to. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see it continue on into the fall, and and they'll have more opportunity to decide. 
Although then you run into that question that always arises, is it better to have a guy who is named as your leader and as your, your guy uh, heading into uh, summer workouts and whatnot? I I don't know, but that's uh, I get the impression from Kalani Sataki he's not in any big rush to get there. All right, just a quick update. We've got uh, 64-62, Ohio State ahead of Oral Roberts. Let's see, Austin, a minute seven. Do we want to go now, or should we hold off for a second? I was gonna say, I was gonna say now, but Ohio State just got called. Uh, they just called timeout because they couldn't get the inbound in. So wow. Well, I mean, and we know the last minute of NCAA tournament games usually last about forty-five minutes. Is extremely painful. That because you got to, you know, you got to learn about Michelin tires, or uh, or you got to learn about uh, you know Lee snap on nails, whatever. Capital One. Lee's, Dr. Pepper. Lee's Snap-on Nails? They advertising was, during the tourney? That, big marketing a, budget they have. That, that's a joke from uh, – they did advertise heavily a, a long time ago during one tournament. Is that your brand, Gordon? <laughs> no. You a Lee's guy? No, I'm not. No? Yeah. No? Uh-uh. Nope. No, I'm not. Man, if I knew another brand to press on nail, I would mention it now. But here we are. I don't even know what a press-on nail is. Uh, oh, you want to go to now, Austin? All right, here we go. Here's uh, Oral Roberts, one, Ohio one, State. One minute to go. Ohio State leads by two. Walker gives to Washington. Given ground by Acemas, who dares him to shoot. On the bounce, Liddell straddles the three-point arc. Leaves for Washington. Double swallows him up. Right to left crossover on Acemas. Spinning, drives into the lane. Leaner right hand. Glass and rim miss. Rebound Liddell. Nearly has it stripped. Chin and spin trying to create space. He is swallowed up by defenders. Picks up the bounce. 15 to shoot. And we'll get another timeout. Or a foul. With 14 on the timer. They're going to give the foul here to Acemas. That's his first. So these are the last of the one-and-ones for a Buckeye team that has toiled at the line. 8 of 14 today 35.8 seconds liddell line left entered at 75 percent he is two of three today if he hits them both two possession game 35.8 oral roberts has two timeouts and they're going to call one here paul mills wants to talk it over all right there you go uh some free throws coming for ohio state and they can go up four if he makes both of these free throws and make it a two possession game Eight of four from the free throw. I mean, eight of fourteen from the free throw line for the Buckeyes. Uh, not exactly uh, very efficient. Kind of like the Jazz last night, huh? <laughs> that was kind of a a random shot at the Jazz, but sure, yeah. But deserved, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I didn't disagree with it. I just said random shot at the Jazz. Didn't see that coming. All right. Well, let's step aside here, and uh, if we can, we'll bring you the end of the game on the other side. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.